I said, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord is in this house tonight. God, God is in this house tonight. There's great praise and great worship. This place has been saturated with the ministry of the Word of God. And I want to, to help you, and I want you to help me, and I want us to focus our energies and put all of our attention on the fact that God's presence is here for a purpose. There is nothing purposeless in God. God's not here without purpose. God does not speak without purpose. God does not move without purpose. There's always intent and intention when God begins to move. And there is something in this house tonight. And if you brought a trouble, a trial, a sickness, a difficulty, a burden, some, some sadness or brokenness in your life, this is the place. You brought it to the right place. This is the house of God. This is the people of God. Nowhere in all the world can anything happen like happens what happens when we come together in the house of God. Everybody say praise the Lord. And so we are so happy to be here. I've enjoyed all the preaching last night and today. It's been all so good. I told someone at lunch, I said, I wish somebody would have made a flop somewhere. I hate to get up here with everything going so good. Uh, it's kind of like a guy went to see a doctor and he said, well, I got hope. You may make it. And he said, well, what's, what's the deal? He said, well, uh, you got a disease that nine out of ten usually die. He said, well, why, is, why will you have hope for me? He said, well, the last nine I treated died. So you're number ten, so there may be hope for you. Well, somewhere something has to break. I, I hope this whole thing flows right. All the way through till, till tomorrow night, to the end of the service, every need is met, every hunger is satisfied, every thirst is quenched. You are in a place where it can happen. God doesn't operate on a quota. He doesn't operate on a percentage. If you're hungry, if you're thirsty, God is in this house. Tonight, God is here to do something for somebody in this congregation. The Lord, the Lord is here to do something. And so we give honor to each one that is here. While you're standing, and I, I'm standing a while, and I'm fixing to read two scriptures and let you be seated. Uh, some of the sweetest words in Pentecost are, you may be seated. John 1 and 1. St. John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now in Genesis, all the way to the first, to the first chapter and the first verse. In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Would you one more time join with me, and let's, let's ask God to bless His Word, our hearts, our minds, oh, that something will happen God, in the name of the Lord. 
God, in your precious name, in your be seated. God bless you. Everybody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Again, the Lord is in this place and there is intent in God to do something in this congregation. Now, tonight, the Lord's presence is here. John 1 and 1 said, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And then Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of the Lord began to hover over the waters, and God said, Let there be light. The two great elements of eternal essence that was at creation was Word and Spirit. That is the same thing that is in this service tonight and in every service in an apostolic church service. Whatever was in creation, word and spirit, is in every service. It is in this place tonight. God's presence and God's word. That was all that was needed. That's all that was necessary. When God's spirit was there inhabiting eternity, in, in uh, filling up the entire space, Jeremiah 23, 24. Do not I, the Lord God, fill heaven and earth. God is everywhere. God's presence is here right now. God's power is in this congregation tonight. And His Word has been going out and going forth from this congregation into this church service in the last uh, in the day and a half, last night and today, and the rest of the time. God's presence is here. God's Word is here. Now that means so much. Because in eternity, when it all began, there was nothing there to work with. You talk about a shortage. There was a shortage. There was not a piece of bark to make a tree. There was not a grain of sand to make the shore. There was no chemicals to make H2O. There was not one meteor to make a universe. There was not one piece of bone to make a man. There was nothing there but God and Word. And God said, let there be, and there was. It doesn't matter what the obstacles are. Praise God. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. It doesn't matter what the difficulties are. God's been up against it time and time again. And God always comes through. There was nothing there. There was a shortage of everything. The only two things you had to work with was the Spirit and the Word. And the only two things you've got to have tonight is the Spirit and the Word. And God's Spirit is here and God's Word is here. And something is going to happen in this place tonight. That's right. That's right. That's right. Thousands of years ago, there was nothing there. But God, who is eternal spirit, stepped out on omnipotence. And there was nothing but the divine verbal appropriating power of God. And God said, let there be. And there was. There was nothing else there. Did not have to 
be anything else there. I don't care what shortages you have. I don't care what the difficulties are. I want you to know that the Spirit of God is able tonight to do something in this congregation. His presence is here. Clap your hands and shout yes to the Lord. Amen, 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 amen. It does not matter what size church you have. It doesn't matter how qualified your music director is. It does not matter how large the choir is. It does not matter how nice the facility is. What brings revival is not all of that. Our God stepped out when there was nothing. There was nothing but blackness and you can't get any darker than dark. And you can't get any more void than void. And you can't get any deeper than deep. There was nothing there. And God said, let there be light. When God said, let there be light, that first second of time, there was a bolt of lightning that encompassed this globe seven and one half times. The first second God said, let there be light. There was nothing for him to work with. You know why you're going to have a good service tonight? Is there so much more for God to work with tonight that he had a long time ago? There was nothing to work with and there was nothing to deal with. But tonight we got singers, and tonight we got music, and tonight we got preachers, and tonight we got faith, and tonight we got folks that can sing, and we got people that can praise God, and we got, come on, something is going to happen in this house. Clap your hands one more time. Oh, yes, 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 yes. God is in this place tonight. His presence is here tonight to do something so great. When we talk about the power of God, we talk about God's strength to do. When we talk about the authority of God, we talk about His right to do. When we speak about the wisdom of God, we talk about the prudence by which He does what He does. When we talk about the goodness of God, it motivates Him. But the bottom line is that God, whatever He wills Himself to do, God will do it. Nothing can stop, hinder, or frustrate God when He wills Himself to do something. And if God has decided tonight to heal somebody, nothing is going to stop the power of God. I said if God has willed himself to baptize this congregation with a Holy Spirit outpouring, nothing is going to stop or frustrate the power of God. It may not happen to you, but it's going to happen to somebody in this house tonight. The power of God is in this place. You can go back to your church services this week and have a move of God. It doesn't matter what you got against you. If God be for you, who can be against you? What you have on your side, it's what was in creation that brought it all to pass that's the word of God and that's the power of God and that power and that word is in this place tonight God is here tonight to do something for anybody for everybody that is hungry for his presence and for his power
We need the presence of the Lord. We need the presence of the Lord. We must have the power of God. Not merely in the new birth experience. John 3 and 5, born of water and spirit. Acts 2.38, Holy Spirit baptism. Romans 8 and 9, without the Spirit of Christ. You are none of His. 1 Corinthians 12 and 13, 4, by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body. That's based on the new birth. That's based on the experience of salvation. Titus 3 and 5, we're not saved by works of righteousness, which we have done, but by His mercy has He saved us, by washing, washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. But after that, we still must have the presence of God in everything we do. Everybody say, praise God. When, they come, when, the man, when Jesus came to the lame man, he said to him, would you like to be made whole? And he said, sir, I, I have no man to help me. That when the water is troubled, there's movement in the water and there is a, a man, but no man for me. And I can't get to the movement of the water. And Jesus reached out and said, you can take up your bed and you can walk. I'm here now. So it's not based on men and movements. It's based on the presence and the Spirit of God. All the men in the world, all the movements in the world does not does not add up to one visitation of the presence of the Lord. We must have the power of God. We must have Him in our preaching. We must have Him in our singing. We must have Him in our prayer. We must have Him in our practice. We must have Him in our Sunday school. We need Him in the nursery. We need the presence and the power of God. It's not human energy that can do it. It's not physical energy that can do it. But it's done by the that's done by the power and the presence of God. There is no formula. There is no formula where you can take human energy and convert it into divine energy. There is, there is no formula that you can take all of the human energy in this congregation tonight and convert it into the... You can't convert human energy. God uses human energy, but it never becomes divine energy. When the fire come and ignited the bush, the fire remained the fire. The bush remained the bush. Neither of the two ever become the other. One always maintained the attributes of the fire, and the bush always maintained the attributes of the bush. But God ignited it and used it for a purpose. You can't become God, but you can be ignited with the presence. I'm saying the power of God can overcome and overwhelm a congregation to where every praise that comes out of them is magnified to an explosive level. That when their faith comes out, it's magnified to an explosive level. Every time the word comes out of a congregation, every hand that's raised, every feet that dance, it picks up momentum and power by the power and the presence of God. The world, the world is too big and too great, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God! God is enough. Everybody say praise the Lord. To feel his presence. 
to have His power. To experience the Spirit and the power of God. Every time you start a church service, you ought to remember that in the beginning was nothing but Word and Spirit. And I've got more than that tonight. I've got Word. I've got Spirit. I've got faith. I've got worshipers. I've got singers. I've got shouters. I've got holy people. I've got good ushers. I've got a nice place. If God did all of that with nothing, a shortage of everything, what can He do Sunday morning and Sunday night in your congregation when we all merge as one voice, singing and praising and loving and magnifying God? When Joshua, when Joshua won the victory at Jericho, he was so elated that there was a temporary moment that he flowed into himself to some degree. And someone disregarded the word of the Lord. And they stole a Babylonian garment, a wedge of gold. And when they went into the battle of Ai, they lost. And Joshua was laid on his face before God. And the Lord said, get up, you got a problem here, address the problem. You can't do it with that. You can't, you, you can't ignore my word. You can't be, a, you know, there, there is consequences to indifference. You can't be indifferent to my word. You can't be indifferent to my presence. You can't do that. And you've done that. Now you need me and you need my word. So when you get ready to fight, you lean on me and you look to me. And you need me in this thing. And so then he went back to Ai and they brought a great victory. So now it was a two to one score. Then the Bible said after that, that Joshua marched those people 70 miles deep into enemy territory. He was in a very hostile environment. And in that hostile environment, he stopped everything, erected to an altar, and began to chant the Word of God, speak His curses, speak His blessings, offer sacrifices to God. He said, it does not matter how much victory we've got and how far ahead we are right now. It does not matter. There is still 29 more kings in this country we must defeat. The battle's not over yet. It doesn't matter how good you feel tonight. It doesn't matter how well you've done right now up to this point. There is still songs to be sung, sermons to be preached, choirs to train, buildings to build, revivals to have. We're not through yet. And we can't make it on what we have made it on so far. So right in the middle of everything we do, we have to stop a little bit now and then and have good old fashioned Holy Ghost renewal. We got to pray back through. We got to have a new touch of the Holy Ghost. We got to talk in tongues again. There's something else yet to be done come on there's another sermon to be preached there's another revival to be had another building to build it's not by human energy and it's not by natural element but it's by the spirit and the presence and the power of almighty god it must be my god you may be seated thank you When Genesis 1 and 1 introduced you to God, you were not introduced to a passive, indifferent God. 
you are in, introduced to a God of action and activity. And the Spirit moved, hovered, breathed, moved, hung over something. Out of all of this universe, He hung over the planet Earth. And in your service Sunday, when you go back, out of all of the places in your city, the Spirit is going to hover. Out of everywhere in that city, everywhere in your state, everywhere in this universe, the Spirit could be. He's going to be hovering over where those people say, I believe, I love Him, I praise Him, I know His name, I know His power, I'm going to praise Him, I'm going to love Him. When you get back Sunday morning, the power, the presence is going to be hovering over your church. All you've got to do is reach out with some prayer and reach out with your faith and reach out with your worship and you can start pulling that power and pulling that presence and pulling that glory right down into the house of God the first song can be charged with the power and the presence of God healing comes down salvation comes down deliverance comes down it's not in human ingenuity and human endeavor but it's by the spirit and the power and the presence of God Now, we talk about faith. Believing is something everybody can do. Now, I know people say, well, it's kind of hard to believe. That is not so. Believing is the easiest thing in the world to do. Believing is an act of will. You say, but you know, believing God, I didn't say it's easy to believe God. I said believing is easy to do. When you was a child, when I was a child, I believed that there was a fat guy in a red suit, had a cut-off wagon, and eight tiny reindeer scooted around the world, landed on the roof, come down the chimney, up the, uh, uh, through the radiation, or up through the floor furnace, and left gifts, and nobody had to pay for them. I believe that. There was a time in my life that I believe a rabbit hopped around the world, leaving eggs that was colored with my name on them, and nobody ever shot it. I believe that. Huh? Believing is not that hard. Your trouble, my trouble sometimes is believing God. But if I believe that a fat man with a cut off sleigh and eight tiny reindeer lugging that ox all over the world, if I believe that as a child, as a man, I should not have a problem believing that the power of God can heal the sick and baptize people with the Holy Ghost and set people free and make a difference in their lives. If I believed as a child that an Easter bunny could hop around the world leaving eggs, I believe the Holy Ghost can fall anywhere in the universe, anywhere in the world, and he can fall in this place right now I believe that with all of my heart I believe tonight there's going to be a miracle in this congregation somebody is going to have something good happen to them in this service tonight that's right when I, when I, when I got on the plane to fly, fly over here that takes so much faith that takes faith Blind faith. I just buy a ticket, hop right on. I don't know the pilot. I don't know if he's mad at his wife. I don't know if he just got drunk. I don't know what's going on. I just sat down, buckle up, close my eyes and pray. I looked in one time and asked one pilot out all these instruments. I said, do you know what all those clocks on there mean? He said, those aren't clocks. Do you know what they mean? Whatever they are. He said, yes. I said, well, I, and I'm counting on you. I hope you, I don't know what they mean. He said, I'm going to get you where you're going. 
Well, that's good. That was one reason to hop this thing. <laughs> but it takes so much faith to get on a plane. You don't, you don't know what, who, who, who fixed it. Who, you don't know. You just get on it. If you can put, you, you write a check to pay a house note, a car note, or a, a deposit. You put it in an envelope. You lick it, put a stamp on it, drop it in a box, and you walk away. And you know it's going to go where it's supposed to go. You don't know the postman. You don't know the post, post person. Or the post people. <laughs> I want to be right and trying. But you just got a faith that somebody you don't know. Somebody you've never seen. Somebody is going to walk up there with the key, open it up, take it out, take it over, stamp it, take it to the airport, put it on a plane, send it, and two days later they're going to get it. You're not even worried. In fact, if someone calls a week later and says, I did not get your payment, you're surprised. How could you not get it? I put it in the mailbox. And then God says, I'm going to bless your church and pour out the Spirit. You say, well, how come? You put it in the mailbox. You prayed. Where is your faith? Why can we believe for everything? And then when it comes to God, we start balking and balking. I'm here to tell you, He's greater. He's greater than Santa Claus. He's greater than the Easter Bunny. He's greater than an air pilot. He's the greatest force in all of the world. He put this world together. And He can put this service together. He can heal you right where you are right now. He can touch you right now where you are. You can be healed by God's power now. right you can worship God you can worship God right now I don't feel anything you don't have to feel God to worship people worship all the time without feeling anything they worship movie stars they don't feel anything they worship recording artists they don't feel anything they worship basketball players they don't feel anything they say they're great so they shout well, I'm here to tell you, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Great is the name of our God. So you ain't got to feel anything at all. He's God. He's eternal. He's without beginning. He's without ending. He's everlasting. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God. You can worship God. Hallelujah. It's an act of will. And you say to the flesh, you step back, you're going to love God tonight. You're going to praise God tonight. You're going to do it. His holy name.
You can be healed right now. You can be delivered right now. Yes, 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 yes. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by the Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. His presence is here tonight. said he said he said we got a thousands of people here and we don't have anything to feed them all we got is a few fish fillet and some bagels and Jesus said we're in business we can do business I started this whole thing off with less than that so if you've got about three or four fish and four or five pieces of bread I can handle the job I started out with not even a fin and I made a fish said who did sin this man or his parents oh nobody did this is not a sin problem this is a glory problem I'm going to heal him oh, what operating room we're going to use oh we're not I got some dirt here I can just start right on the bottom I did it before you guys wasn't with me but I stepped out when it was pitch dark I stood on nothing I stood on nothing I hung the north on nothing I had no gas or nothing, and I made a sun. I mean, I didn't have nothing to work with, and I just did it. So this ain't no, no problem at all. At least I got dirt. He spit, made mud, put it on a man's eyes. You have a whole lot more going for you. He's here. There's faith. I mean, there is, Brother Mooney, there is so much faith here. It is in. It's here in the giant economy size and the double doses. I mean, it is Walmart. There is a faith here that's unreal. And you could be healed right now. Well, you know, I don't feel that much. I don't, it doesn't matter what you feel. It's what you believe and what you act upon. Well, if you preach five more minutes, I might do it. You're going to get your whoosh. I'm going on. Huh? I was at one place, they said, if you preach five more minutes, I'd have shouted. I said, if I preach five more minutes, we've both been dead. The power of the Lord is here. The presence of God is here. If you've got the, the ability to pray, all you've got to do is will yourself to pray. Just pray. 
and believe God and worship the Lord and watch the power of God be activated. The Bible said, you shall lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. All you've got to do is have faith. You don't have to have the power. He's got the power. You don't have to come up with power. Sometimes we act like we've got to come up with power and faith and, and, and power healing. You know, we've got to come up with, you don't have to come up with a healing. You don't have to come up with anything but faith. He said, if you have faith, you can say to this tree. He didn't say if you had power. Most folks say, I can't move the tree. I don't have the power. He didn't say about power. He said faith. You don't have to have power to move the tree. You've got to have faith to move the tree. You've got to have faith to move the mountain. He's already got the power to move the tree and the mountain. He's got, it's not a power issue. He's already got it. It's a faith issue. The Bible didn't say these sounds will follow them that has power. It said it follows them that has faith. If you believe tonight, and that's something every man can do, believe. God the power of God his presence his word is in this place it's in all of our services and it was in creation before there was a creation Isaiah 43 before there was a day I was there I made the day I made the sun I made the moon I made the universe I made the whole thing I made a man I did the whole thing by myself, all alone. Nothing away. There was a shortage of everything. And he can do a lot right here tonight. Oh, I feel like shouting. I feel like shouting and I'm preaching. I feel like the Holy Ghost is here to do something for somebody in a great special. Every, every, everybody can have a touch of God tonight. One of the greatest things, and I'm fixing to wind her down. One of the greatest things, I got more time. Huh? Usually when you act like you got to quit, everybody says, preach, preach. So you, nobody did it. I ain't going to do that no more. It didn't work here. And he said, uh, well, You can believe. It's an act of will. You can will yourself to believe. The Bible said there's three classes of people. Those who believe, those who believe not, and those who believe a lie. You can will yourself to believe. You can will yourself to worship. You can say to the flesh, you're going to praise God tonight. I don't feel like it's got nothing to do with how you feel. You're going to praise God tonight. You're going to worship God tonight. Well, I wonder how I'd look if I praise God. Well, in this place tonight, you're probably going to look real dumb if you don't. Because everybody else here is just praising God. So the best thing for you to do is just go ahead and get in on the program. Because the Holy Ghost is moving. And everybody feels good. And something good's happening in this place right now. And revival is being born right here in this congregation. And you can't will yourself to believe God. And you can will yourself to pray. You can pray. I don't know long words. Short words is okay. If, if the only biggest word sometimes you may know is uh, 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 hippopotamus and rhinoceros. Uh, one kid said, I had a rhinoceros of a time and it was hippopotamously good. That was the only two big words he knew how to use. You know. But it doesn't matter. You can believe and you can pray. And, and, and you don't have to worry, worry about it being such a, such a problem. Sometimes some people are just so slow to get to believe in God. 
I've always marveled about the story of the little red riding hood. And, and she went to grandmother's house and she'd bake some goods. Now this girl's not really sharp. She don't have it together. And, and, and the big bad wolf beat her there and he got in there and, 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 and tied grandma up and put her in the closet, put on grandma's clothes and hopped in the bed and pulled the covers up. Little Red Riding Hood walks in there and says, Oh, oh but grandmother, what are you doing in the bed? Well, I'm feeling poorly. Oh, but grandmother, well, what big eyes you have. You know, after a while you'd say, Red Riding Hood, this is not your grandmother. Oh, no. Oh, but grandmother, what, what big eye, eyes you have. Well, it's all the better to see you with. Oh, but grandmother, what big ears. You, you say, hey, girl, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. This, ain't, this is a wolf. This is a wolf. This is a wolf. Some folks, it takes them forever to believe. It takes forever to get them woke. It takes forever to get them to come around and realize the Holy Ghost is moving. The power of God is there. The Holy Ghost is there to heal. Well, don't wait. It's already here. I'm fixing to quit because it's a good place right now. And i got stacks of stuff to say, but this is a good place right now for someone to believe God, for you to pray right now and ask God to pour out His Holy Ghost and to baptize. Up your hands and shout hallelujah to the Lord. I want the Holy Ghost to do something right now. I want the Holy Ghost to do something right now. I want the Holy Ghost to do something right now. Come on, help me right now. I want the Holy Ghost to do something in this congregation right now. When you pray, you open the world you're praying about for God to come into. Ahaz, 11 years old, when he got married, 12 years old, he had a child. 20 years old, he went to the throne. 36 years old, he died. He violated the house of God, closed it down and stopped the worship. He took away the altar of God and put a substitute that was made in Damascus, a copy of the one made in Assyria by the Syrians in Damascus, Syria. This man took away the gifts of God, which was the holy things that, that Solomon had put in there. He cut them off of the pedestal and put them on concrete floor and then took the things out and set them among the high places for idolatry. He shut down the house, got rid of the gifts, cut out the praise. He never won a victory. He had to pay people to fight for him. He was defeated every step of the way. And at 36 years old, he died. But there was a young man who was born to him at such a young age and Hezekiah was 25 years old when he began to be king. And the Bible said his first year and his first month he opened the house of God. He got everybody singing and praising God. Help me a little bit more. I'm fixing to wind her down. And he, he, he said, go out here and get all the gifts. And they went out and got all the gifts and brought them back into the house of God. Now we got God's house open. Now we got people praising God. The gifts are back in the house. He dumped the old artificial altar and brought back the only name given among men whereby we must be saved. There is no substitute but the name of Jesus Christ. That is the only name given among men. And he brought that back. And God, God was ready then. And the Bible said that it took him 16 days 
to clear up the damage of 16 years. When you get ready, you can have a move of God. It don't take you two years. You ain't got to have a three-month revival. When you get ready, you just get everything going. Open the church up. Get everybody singing, worshiping, praising God. Let's get the gifts back in the church. Let's get repentance going. Let's bring the name of Jesus back. Let's shout about His Word. You get all of that going. It won't be long. You're going to start having a visitation of the Holy Ghost. And then... Hezekiah said, we're through paying leverage and taxes to everybody. We shouldn't do that. God's on our side. We're not going to do it. The king of Egypt and the king of Assyria and Akarib came and said, you're going to have to pay or else we're going to invade and take over the place. And Hezekiah said, we got a problem. Everybody started crying. And Hezekiah went to the house of God. Thank God it was open. And he unfolded the letter and said, God, we got a problem. And the Lord said, probably no, Hezekiah. We don't have a problem. You got a problem. He ain't after me. He's after you. But if you will pray, that means you'll open the door and I can come into your problem and I'm going to take care of your circumstance if you'll just pray and let me in. So Hezekiah started saying, God, I need you. Here's the letter. He said they've destroyed other nations and they've destroyed other gods. And he said, this is one God they're not going to take over. This is one God. This is one God they're not going to do. Ah, No, you go back home and you go to bed. Come on. When you pray, you open the world up and you let God get into your problems. When you pray, you let God get into your church. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. When you start praying, you open up the service. And when you pray before service, when we stood tonight and prayed, we opened the door of this service. We opened the door of this conference. And now the Lord is here. And God's going to take care of your enemy. It doesn't matter what they're saying. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God is here tonight. feel so I feel so much power in this place tonight when you pray when you pray you open up the world you said I'm praying for a lost husband but he doesn't want God it's all right when you pray for a lost husband you open his world up to God behold I stand at the door knock if any man have you heard his voice my husband didn't but you did open the door let God into that man's world let God into your city pray for your city ride up and down the streets of your city walk through your mall and pray every time you pray you open the door to that situation when you pray you open the door to God to come into that cancer you open the door for God to come into that heart problem you open the door for God to come into leukemia if you've got cancer tonight we're praying right now we're opening the world of God. We're opening your world up. We're going to let God come into this place tonight. When you pray, when you pray, you direct the energies of God against something. Several years ago, I was in Washington, D.C., walked out of a hotel and stepped outside to the street, and there was this huge crane and this gigantic ball on the end of this crane. And there was this huge building they was tearing down. And I was wondering how that ball was going to bring that building down. And that guy got that thing to swinging. And I'm spitting in this mic. 
And about that time, that ball hit the side of that building. And he backed up and come again, directing all of those energies in that gigantic ball against that 10-story building. And it hit it again. And he swung that crane around more. And that thing come back. And this time when it hit, it went through the wall. And all of a sudden, the first floor and the second floor and the... The whole thing just started wobbling and coming and cracking. When a church stands like this tonight and prays, what we do is we start swinging the Spirit. And we move it against the city. And we move it against darkness. And we move it against doubt. And the first time or two, nothing's going to happen. But after a little bit, it's going to come way back and get up in the choir. Oh, my goodness. Get up in the choir. And get up in the choir. And come right back through. And finally, you're going to watch things start coming down. And this sickness start. And someone says, I just got healed. I just got healed. Someone else says, I just got the Holy Ghost. When you pray, you give direction. You give direction direction to the energies of the spirit of God so you want to pray and the third thing I'm trying to quit tired here all right and the next thing is that when you pray it's like a fireman now when you're fighting a fire you don't put out a sprinkler you don't do that but you bring that big hose out and open up and all of a sudden there's a mass of water at blast into that fire and they just bring another hose and it blast into that fire and soon a fire that's totally out of control starts yielding and starts shrinking and starts dying and starts backing away when a church stands and starts to pray everybody it ain't sprinkling we're spraying the power and the energy and the presence upon God of God upon the enemy of the church of doubt and of fear how many would raise your hand right now and your voice out loud and start praying right now and make an assault ah yes Jesus could you raise Everybody start shouting hallelujah. Shout the name of the Lord. Magnify the Lord right now. I move against unbelief. I move against doubt. I believe in your Lord. I'm releasing my faith. I'm releasing my faith. I'm releasing my faith right now. Yes. I move against any cancer in this place right now. And God can heal cancer. Three years ago, February, my son, he's right here. He's the youth president for the state of Georgia now. But three years ago in February, he was diagnosed with a tumor in his chest the size of a basketball. But in about 30 days or 40 days, when they took the second x-ray, the doctor said, we can't find anything there. And he came in and said, we've never seen. I move against cancer. I move against heart conditions right now. You can be healed. 
You can be, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. This is no time to look around. For the next few minutes, I'm through preaching, but for the next few minutes, you can have a miracle. You can have a baptism of power. You can have a flow of the Holy Ghost right now. I know there's more to come, but you can have something right now. Yes, 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 yes. Ah, yes. You can be healed right where you are. Start believing God. You can have revival right where you are in your church. You can direct the Spirit of God right here to your church, to your city right now. You can give direction to the Spirit of God in prayer right now. Jesus can touch you right now, right now, right now. It can happen right now, right now, right now. Come on, pray. I need everybody to pray. Don't look around. Don't look around. Don't focus on people. Focus on God. I bind every sickness. I bind doubt. I bind unbelief. Yes, 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 In the name of the Lord. 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 In the name of Jesus. God, in Jesus' name, I command the touch of the Holy Ghost right now. You can do it, Lord. Your presence is here. You are here to do it. Your presence. Your presence is here. Your presence is here right now. In the name of Jesus. 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 His presence is here. God's presence is here right now. In the name of Jesus, He can heal right now. He can heal you right where you are right now. Release your faith. 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 You can have the Holy Ghost right where you are right now.
must have your presence. We must have your power. congregation. I curse every sickness in this congregation. I reverse every sickness right now.
you may not have been able to get up to the front, but I, I want to clear a little spot. I know everybody can't come, but I believe in the Holy Spirit that there's somebody here that has an absolute impossibility unless God works it out. It can't be done. I want you to come and stand right up here, right in front of where I am now. I'm, I'm really asking you if you have something you know, maybe something in your ministry, something in your health, maybe a financial thing, just come and stand right here. If you want these ministers to pray for you, because I'm so fearful we're going to miss this moment. Jesus. I'm going to ask some of these pastors and ministers to come. Impossibilities. I want, I want everybody in this place now. Come right on up here. Keep coming. Make room for these people that are coming up for prayer. Let's, let's just wait a minute here. Wait a minute here. Keep coming up. Jesus. Now, God is bigger than any of these problems and situations. I want you to lay your hand on someone's shoulder because maybe not everybody could come up here. We're going to pray for one another. These ministers are going to come around here and help me. And one more time, let's believe together for the miracle power of God. God's got a lot to work with here. Let's begin to praise Him. Let's keep believing, keep believing, keep believing, keep believing, keep believing. Brother, come down here and lay hands on these people. Get in here and lay hands on these people. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, the presence of the Lord is in this place. Hallelujah. 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 I feel like we ought to thank him for what he's doing here. We ought to thank him for what he's doing here right now. God's coming into somebody's situation. God's coming into somebody's problem. The Lord is making a way. Revival is being born in someone's heart, in someone's mind. Jesus, I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you. We got time. We got time. We got time. That's why we've come to this conference to let the Holy Ghost touch us, to let the Holy Ghost strengthen us. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Why should we be in a hurry when the presence of the Lord is so near us? Why should we be in a hurry when God is here to touch us and bless us? Oh, I want to thank you, Lord. I want to thank you, Lord, cause there's healing in his hands. Oh, Lord, 
There's healing, there's healing. The Holy Ghost is moving in this place. Not just up here, but back there where you are. Hold on to the Lord now. Hold on to the Lord. Hold on to the Lord. good to be here tonight. It's good to be here tonight. Wouldn't you like to put your hands together right now and thank God for what he's doing in this place, for what we have heard. Bill Davis from Macon, Georgia. Was that a sermon or what? We're gonna we're gonna go home changed. Why don't you thank Brother Bill Davis for preaching to us from his heart? Calvary Choir, God bless you.
Good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated for a little while. It's good to be here. This is the right place to be here in the right place tonight. These kind of meetings are possible only because of several wonderful men and churches that join together. I'd like for all the members of our steering committee to stand, Brother Baxter, Brother Fielder, Brother Mitchell, Brother Robert Strout, Brother Simeon Young, yours truly is also in this group. We'd also like for those co-sponsors to stand, Brother Coltharp, Brother Humphrey, Brother Mitchell, Brother Rogers, Brother Wade, and we're sorry that Brother Steve Williford from St. Louis cannot be with us. But I want you to thank these men for their support, that financial base. Thank you, gentlemen. They do this because they believe in meetings like this as being beneficial to helping us find the will of God through the preaching of the Word, through the Word and the Spirit. And I believe there's a hundred people here tonight that can help us with this. And I'm going to ask you, I'm going to just do this quickly. I'm not going to belabor it, but you have to have an understanding that these kinds of meetings cannot happen if we do not give. And you can be sure that we're not underwritten by the Pacers or the Colts or the city of Indianapolis or the Southern Baptist Convention. So we've got to come together now and give and I'm just going to go all through this place and I'm going to ask a hundred people to stand and underwrite the offering tonight with $100. I believe there's a hundred people here, pastors and churches, just individuals that can say, Brother Mooney, I'll give a hundred dollars tonight to underwrite this meeting. And I'm going to count you from, from left to right and I'm going to ask you to stand. Let's pray that God will touch a hundred hearts and then we're going to ask all of you to give. Others of you can give 20 and 50 and perhaps even more. And we can just have a great offering tonight on Thursday night. I'm going to believe together now. Will you pray with me that God will just do this? Brother Colthorpe, I want you to come out and pray about a $15,000 prayer. Can you do that? God bless you. This is a good man pastoring up in Aurora, Illinois. And they're having revival, let me tell you. Lord Jesus, we come before you this evening. Lord, you know all about the needs that exist. Wonderful God, your gospel must be touching the whole world, Lord, and we are endeavoring to do that. I pray, Lord, that you touch each heart, each life here tonight. Those, Lord, that have the ability to give, I know, Lord, who they, you know who they are, and I pray that you touch them even now. Lord, let this offering come forth, and Lord, let every need be taken care of. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, will you help me? 100 people, I'm asking you to stand over here if you can give $100 right quickly. This shouldn't take long. I'm going to count you fast. One, two, three. Are you standing, sir? Four, thank you. Five, six, seven, eight. Anyone else right over here that can give me eight, nine, ten? 
this section right here, if you can give me $100, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Thank God for that. Put your hands together. 17. Thank you, sir. 18. Wow, 18 people. This section here, if you can just underwrite this conference with $100 tonight, I'll appreciate it so much. 18, don't let me get lost. 19, 20, 21, 22. We thank you. 22 people now. How many believe we can make it? In this section over here, stand quickly. Come on. We just need to do this real quickly. 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. We have 27 people now on this section right here. Stand real quickly, 27, 28, 29, 30. Anyone else can give us $100 tonight? 30 people, that's wonderful. In this section over here, we got a lot of IBC students over here. Lord, help you. Anyone can stand in this section and underwrite this meeting with at least $100. Can you do that? Right tonight, 30, 31. All right, anyone else? 31. Up in the balcony now. We're going to go through one time in the balcony. 31, 32. I need you to stand up there so I can see you. 32, 33. Thank you, sir. Anyone else in the balcony? 33. I don't mind doing this because how many believe these meetings are worthwhile? With 33 people. 33, 34, 35. Someone else in the balcony. Stand and help us. 35. Anyone else? Thirty-five, a hundred dollars. Thirty-five in the. All the poor folks sitting on this side over here. Amen. Somebody take them up an offering over there. Anyone on this side can help us out. Thirty-five, thirty-six people now have given a hundred dollars. That is fantastic. On the pulpit in the choir. Here we go. Thirty-six, thirty-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-nine, forty. Forty-one. Oh, you're not standing. Forty. <laughs> Be careful here. 40, folks. All right. Anyone else? Anywhere? 41. 42. Can someone else help us now and say, I'll help underwrite this meeting? 42, 43 people. I think that's pretty fantastic. 43 people. And uh, let's at least get to 50. 43. Where? Oh, you. Forty-three, forty-four. I'm kind of like the little red riding hood there. What big ears you have. Forty-four, forty-five. I can't recognize a hundred dollars when I see it. Forty-five people now. We should get a few more. We should have had a hundred, but I'm not going to belabor it. I'm telling you, folks, we got to support these meetings. Thank you, sir. Forty, where am I at? Forty-six, forty-seven. Thank you, gentlemen. Forty-eight. Uh... 48, 49. Who's going to be number 50 for us? 50, 51. Thank you. All the way, by the way, stand up, sir, all the way from the U.S. Virgin Islands. This is Sister Indira's father. God bless you. All right, we're, what, 51? Anyone else want to help us with $100? Right quick. And then we're going to move on with the service. Amen. Somebody want to just take care of the last $5,000 for me. I'll sleep better tonight. See me after church. I believe God is going to give us $10,000 tonight. And uh, it's going to happen in Jesus' name. Anyone else? Last call. All right. Ushers, get ready. And uh, just come and stand up here so the folks can think for a little while longer. 
Brother Young, stand up. You got a great conference, uh, Brother Simeon Young Jr., March the 16th and the 17th, 2001, Men of the Millennium. How many got one of these? Would you hold them up? So where are you at, Brother Young? Men of the Millennium. You got 10 seconds to come up and tell us who's going to be preaching. If you take longer than that, it will cost you $100 a second. Everybody that's glad to be a part of the male gender, stand right now, real quick. When you came in the building, when you came in the building, you had one of these. Look at all these, $100. All right. When you came in the building, you had one of these. $200. Men of the millennium, turn to your neighbor and say, I am a man. $700. $700. You can write us a check. Make that to the Mark Conference. All right. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll cut you a couple seconds there because you were a little off balance. So $500 to cover that. This conference, of course, is sponsored by the churches that I mentioned, but we're also grateful for the support and help of the Indiana District Board. I know Brother Seaman is here, our district secretary, and if I could get all the members of our Indiana District Board, I see Brother Martin, one of our honorary members, Brother McFarland. Would you gentlemen all stand? And uh, Brother Simonson is here, Brother Croucher is here, and uh, I don't know if I see Brother Seaman right at